to your dad. You know the phrase, a picture's worth a thousand words? Well, two people is worth at least a million. Okay, I should explain. So the two people who the spiritune puked up were Professor Nichols and his son, Mason. They were pretty frazzled. I guess I would be too if I was trapped in an alternate dimension for 10 years. We all had a crew meeting. We learned more about the Keystone, watched old security footage, and found out some crazy stuff. Dad, there was just so much, I wish I could have recorded it all. Oh, and I forgot, the best part. Coconut evolved into a Pikachu. Pikachu. Don't worry, he's still cute. Pika. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Bulbasaur, can't you see? Let it be. What what band played that in this world? What band has that one? The Bee Drills. The Bee Drills. Nice. Look, I'm putting out the call. I'm putting out the call right here, right now. I realized that last episode, I really just, really just put a put a big hole in the lore by explaining. I knew one exactly thing what I exists. was doing. One thing that exists is the Fungus Fighters, the band, the the last real rock band left in the Kanoko region, <laughs> <laughs> made <Burn>. up. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right. Maybe there are others. Who All knows? Right. Who knows? <laughs> I won't go. I won't go as far to say that yet, since we've now just introduced this this bit, uh, this piece of the puzzle that we have now added. Now that we've got bands in the mix, but I will say the Fungus Fighters are definitely one of the best-selling, hardest rocking bands <laughs> in the Kanoko region. Made up of obviously Dave Growl on vocals, Tail Whip Hawkins on drums, Chris Shiftry on lead guitar, Pat Smeargle on rhythm guitar, and Natu Mendel on bass. So if you have ideas for more bands and such in the Kanoko region, hit us up. <laughs> Tweet me, baby. Done. <laughs> Done. So I guess we should actually play and dive dive deeper down into this hole that I've that I've dug us into Let's of, do of it. lore from last time. I'm gonna put subway in this hole. <laughs> We're going to have an underground train. So where we last left off, Professor Nichols and Mason were pretty shell-shocked by all of the information that they have received <laughs> since coming back to this material plane from the distortion world. Valid. And I think that after you dropping the bombshell of whatever their technology was that they were working on, this shadow aura reader type stuff that you weren't really sure exactly what it was, but they, they were working on something in the realm of being able to detect shadow energy things. The bombshell that not only has that fallen into the wrong hands, but over the course of the last 10 years has been vastly improved upon, expanded upon, and is now being used for definitely nefarious purposes. That's a lot. And so I think that after that bit of information comes out, Daniel and Mason don't say much more for the rest of the night. I think that they are just too overcome with everything that has washed over them. And it's also super late now. And I think that you all go to bed to try to get some semblance of rest. Uh, who knows how much they will get over the course of the night, you know, actually going to sleep, but at least to lay down for a bit. Mm -hmm. Where do you try to go to sleep? I think I asked Luca if we can just all sleep in like a, the great room, like if there's a fireplace and a sofa somewhere, or maybe in the library. 
goes to the library and we, we sleep there all together. Yeah, the whole crew kind of bundles up, sleeping, mm-hmm. not sleeping bags necessarily, but there are guest bags. rooms and stuff upstairs. I think that the professor and Mason both like kind of want to go upstairs and like just sense. have just the two of them and at least have the comfort of being in their own rooms at least in one of their own rooms. Like, I, d- I don't think they are separating or yeah. anything like that. I think that it's like the son needs the father and the father needs the son. They just got to be together and process everything that has happened to them, mm-hmm. at least a little more on their own. But they will certainly help you if you want to get some sheets and pillows and stuff from the guest rooms upstairs and bring them down and sort of set up a little fort mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. library totally great i think luca just like has a blanket and pillow and just crashes on the couch nice yeah i think it's really simple meanwhile you have like a whole like pillow fort we're reading books on. there's a window there's a little tiny chimney in the pillow fort <laughs> you can knock twice <laughs> somehow <laughs> you need the secret password to enter but I think that before too long, you, you don't stay up the whole night. No. But I think that just I think out of sheer exhaustion. To, but it doesn't happen. We couldn't execute yet. Yeah, One you, day when I'm 12. Yeah, you do the 10-year-old thing where you're like, I'm going to stay up all night. Yes. And then you physically cannot. <laughs> yes. But I think we were just looking through books to try to stay awake. So there's a bunch of books in the pillow fort, too. When you wake up in the morning... The shutters are open. They've sort of just drifted open, not being held back by anything anymore, not being latched or held shut by ghostly forces or anything anymore. I think the front door is slightly ajar, still has a condemned sign on it. It's a cloudy day, but not raining and storming like it was. It did let up over the course of the night, and it's still got some residual clouds and everything, but you can see the sun shining through a little bit more. But you all wake up, the professor and Mason come downstairs. What do y'all want to do? Uh, there's not breakfast food stuffs in the pantry, obviously, as you discovered last night. But you all uh, certainly have rations and stuff. All right. I think we, we settle down for breakfast with what we have. Yeah. You you, you make do on granola bars and, you know, mm-hmm. your, your non-perishable stuff. You kind of just got... Coconut's not having it so much, but we're all doing fine. The new Pikachu is not thrilled by this, but gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to talk about over the course of, like, breakfast or anything? I think that as things are getting underway, the two of them are still pretty quiet, and also Luca is trying not to be abrasive or anything. Well, I just imagine we're all, like, we're hearing ourselves crunch over granola, and Pearl just looks at everybody and goes, So, how'd you sleep? Barely. It wasn't the most restful night. Sure, sure. We're, that makes sense. We're happy to be back, but uh, there was just a lot rumbling around in the, in the old noodle. But how, how was the library for you? Oh, great. I learned a lot about mythical creatures. Yes, there are certainly a lot of things in a lot of the books. We, uh, we have plenty about mythical creatures and all sort of historical things. That's what my specialty is. I'm a pokeologist. I studied the... <laughs> History I'm sorry, of- you just can't throw out that word <laughs> and not expect her mouth to drop. A pokeologist? Yes. Pokeologist, 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 pokeologist. She says it like that while, while <laughs> stirring her cereal. Pokeologist. Hey, hi. I'm a pokeologist. Hey, you know what I did when I went to school? I studied the pokies, so I'm a pokeologist. I'm not an apologist. I'm a pokeologist. I'm not a poet. I'm a pokeologist. 
Whatever am I? P-O-K-E-ologist. Pokeypologist. <laughs> Man, that's cool, Mason. You got a cool dad. My dad's cool, too. He runs a cruise ship. And I flip the card over from across the table. I slide the card. You slide the Mason. card. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You just slide that card across the table. Ooh. He's a pokey cruiseologist. A pokey cruiseologist? Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a thing. Don't give me that look. No, I'm sure it is. Mason, you're... How old are you now? How old am I? Do you claim I? 19 or do you claim 10? I'm 16, I guess. Oh, okay. But still, it's a word, okay? Just because you're 16 doesn't mean you know everything. Luca has that. Luca's got that concept grasped. Also, Luca's afraid of the dark. Um, not, but... Pokeypologist. <laughs> the professor says, yes, yeah, so, well, you know, an anthropologist studies you know, human civilizations throughout time, things like that. Sure. I specifically study human and Pokemon civilizations, interactions throughout the course of history, uh, trying to discern what is uh, historical fact, what is mythical or legendary. Have you ever seen this? And I whip out Seely, and I just we do a little blubber cheek thing, and then we do it. We 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 show off a, a cool handshake, like a little face smash, and they go ready, and then Seely goes order. Five, six, seven, eight. Hit, 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 hit. Ah, smack. Yes. Ah, dab, 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 dab. Floss, 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 floss. <laughs> what starts off as a really cool and intense handshake just evolves into dabbing and flossing. Have you ever seen this? Huh? Huh? This is on record, right? This is the first time. Ah, 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 ah. Hit and snap. Yes. Oh, flip, flip, flip. Floss, floss, floss. Dab, dab, floss, floss. Dab, floss. Dab, flossy. Flossy, dab. Pokeypologist. Flossing and dabbing are two concepts that are 100% alien to this man. <laughs> yes! Write it down, dude. Observe it. Observe it. Channel it. This is a unique relationship. And then we go back to our little face smash. Good job. Ooh. Also, have you seen this? And we proceed to tap dance. So tell us more. Well, what do you uh, want to know? Like, ab about my studies? Uh, what? Mason, Mason. Yeah, what's up? Professor, don't listen to this part, okay? All right. Mason, is your mom Holly from Holly's Honey Hut? Because if so, I claimed her first. Technically. Wait, technically not. But in this dimension, I claimed Holly first. No, um, my mom's not around. She wasn't before we left. But do you know Holly? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Holly's my, my fake mom. Oh, okay. But she's real. Right. So, so just know if you run into a Holly, she's claimed already. Moms are a hot commodity in this place. That's okay. Pokeologist. I, okay. I've just got my dad. I think I'll be okay. Cool. Me too, man. Check him out. Captain Run. He looks at the headshot. <laughs> Ooh, so glossy. You deserve a vacation. Okay, sorry about that, Professor. Just had to clear up some uh, human relationships there. That's Anthro. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to know, how old are you, Professor? What do you claim? Mason's claiming 16 over here. That's pretty, I mean, you know, that's pretty high. You could drive like a golf cart or a Vespa. When we left, I was 39. Woo! So, I guess I'm still that? I mean... You don't look it at all. I don't look 39? Pokeologist? I guess I should technically be 49 if we've been gone, but it's, like we said, it it didn't feel like it was that long when we were gone, and I don't know how much we actually saw or experienced when we were there, uh, because 
we didn't see anything that we saw in the security cameras when we were on the other oh, side. Oh, okay, yeah, let's we, talk we about saw that. you all and just glimpses of things. Let's talk about that. Do you have any enemies, Professor? Or do you think they just knew about your work? If anything, people might have known about our work. I, I'm a professor. I lecture at the university. On, on, well, I did lecture at the university, university? on occasion. Kanoko University in Shiitake City. Oh, cool. That sounds like a big deal. It's the main university in the region, I, I suppose, but anyone could have attended any number of my lectures, uh, but I never had any enemies, no. I, I just had my work and academia. I had Mason and our assistant Tyler and so I- So you were just collecting all this stuff for the joy of collecting? Or like trying to learn, but not really planning anything? Correct. There was no end game to it. It was to gather knowledge about our past so we could use it for our future. For all of us, not just for me. I realize I do have quite the collection here. I, I am a bit of a collector, but I always tried to catalog and make the information that I had, things that I learned that were relevant. I, I published many papers and uh, did my lectures. And So, I guess I was reading your journal. Don't mind me. I've been going through your house a lot lately. But it all led to good things. So I was reading your journal, and it said that you were, like, about to discover a great breakthrough, etc. But I guess just the breakthrough was releasing the spear tomb. You didn't know that was going to happen? Or you kind of guessed? You had an inkling, and then all of a sudden, Pokepologist, watch out! Run, run, run! Sorry. Too soon. What we were aware of was that there was some force coming from the odd keystone. You could feel something uh, almost pulsating from it. We, we couldn't see it like I can see now. I We saw on your Torchic this shadow energy, but there, it was obvious that there was something there. Yamask was very aware of it and is who really alerted us to it. And once we were made aware, we could feel it and we... Me and Yamask are tight and we try to do a high five. And I try to turn it into a cool handshake and it fails. You just phase through the hand. <laughs> Keep going. Yamask alerted us to something being off about it. We realized that there was some knowledge to be gained there. We, we didn't know what. I'd been trying to decipher the runes and, well, as we gradually continued our studies, we came up with the technology ways to see glimpses into this other realm. What was it that activated the spirit tomb? Do you know? I do know. Give me just a moment. And he gets up and he walks into the other room. He comes back with a pencil and some paper. And he sits down at the kitchen table, I suppose that you all are at. Uh, the dining room table mm -hmm. in the main dining hall. You all are huddled close together, not on far opposite ends of it, obviously. Like if it was full, you know, fancy meal time in this no. manner. But you all are sort of huddled together on one end of the table. But he begins to write. And you see that he is writing these runes, and as he writes them, he is also translating on the other side. He says, after looking at the runes you showed me on your piece of paper last night, we realized that whatever happened to us on the other side when we came back, we could understand these. Oh, cool. For the time that we were there, we certainly didn't know. But last night I went back and I looked. I looked over the notes and we deciphered it. And he turns over the piece of paper so that you can look at it. So Daniel, so Daniel, Dan, the professor. We're on a first name basis? <laughs> hey, Dan Dan. 
So Professor Nichols slides the piece of paper across the table and gives it to you, and you are able to look at the runes that he has written out, as well as the translation below. Dash circle. Circly circle. Circle circle dash? Pointy dash. No, the, um... Backwards end. At, at the... Pokey. I got it. I figured it out. Okay. The keystone is in all of us. That is not... We are the keystone. What that says. Okay. Hold them up. Oh, I get it. I flipped the page over. Yeah, yeah. Further down on the page. I think I was on to something there, Professor. In life tormentors, in death tormented, spirits dwelling within have been connected and bound to the keystone. Unhappiest to reside in the realm where there is no rest. Whilst evil remains within this token, this shell, oh, oh, not shell, this spell shall remain unbroken. But beware, not, wait, what? But beware, not waits for thee, but gloom, who speaks the name of, (gasps) I'm not going to say it. We're okay to say it now because it's sealed. I put I'm the- not getting sucked. I got life to live. I'm not coming out 20. Sorry, guys. Seal, you can say it. Hold it or. Okay. Well, Professor Nichols close. says, no, you. Don't say it. Can say it. Well, we've been Don't, saying d- it. Mm, have we? Don't say it after the, after the end of creepy spell sentences. Okay, that's just like common sense 101. Don't trespass. Don't go into places you shouldn't. Go surreal. We did both of those. I know, I'm learning. This is me growing. Oh, character development. Got it, got it. But okay. So when life tormentors and death tormented, spirits dwelling within have been connected and bound to the keystone, unhappiest to reside in the realm where there is no rest. Wow, you guys haven't slept in 10 years. Okay. Whilst evil remains within this token, this spell shall remain unbroken. But beware, not waits for thee, but gloom who speaks the name of... I didn't understand it either, so maybe Tyler figured it out. Maybe they muttered it under their breath. I, I, that's all that I can figure because neither of us certainly said it. I don't, I don't know. We couldn't understand it until we came back and we looked at it again and realized that we could read it. Well, why would Tyler have said it? They looked so scared in the video. I don't know. Maybe they didn't realize. Maybe it was just one of those. Yeah, Max. Uh, you- Did you say it? Yeah. Okay. Yamas checks out. Yamas shook its head no. <laughs> I realized yeah, wasn't super indicative of what it actually was trying to communicate. Wait, let's roll back the tape. Can we get like a zoom angle on the tape that we had before, Professor? Or is what we got, we got? Uh, what we've got is what we've got. There's not an alternate angle where we could see what we were saying. You know, we can't read our lips. We were facing the other direction. Oh, okay. This is just weird, guys. Wait, wait, can you decipher mine? And I whip it out again. He can. So Professor Nichols takes the paper that you did this etching of the runes on when you were in the Inoki Woods, takes it and looks over it for a moment, and then goes through line by line of these runes and deciphers them as you watch. He finishes and then turns the paper over to you. Oh, this one's going to be good. I know it. Hearts that were shut by pain and darkness, but opened once more by love and kindness. Walk to the shrine in harmony to meet the one who walks on land and sky. 
great gratitude shall be then shown, as friends may reap what they have sown. A heart once full of fear and unease shall be purified with a spirit of peace. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Because I thought each one would end in like a pokey name and then the pokey comes out. But if I said this, do you think a Pokemon will come out? And be like, hey, I'm the best. The world peace pokey? I'm not sure. I mean, we felt great when we were there. Right, Luca? Yeah, no, it was it was a really good place. It was definitely like harmony, oneness, love and kindness, walking on sunshine type feel. But hearts that were shut by pain and darkness, but opened once more by love and kindness. Walk to the shrine. Okay, we did that. In harmony. Oh, we weren't fighting. Okay, to meet the one, but we didn't mean anybody. That's what makes me think that, that if we said this, something would come out. To meet the one who walks on land and sky. Man, I guess they don't fly. They just have feet that bounce from cloud to cloud. That's pretty cool. Great gratitude shall be shown, as friends may reap what they have sown. Woo! That sounds like a medal to me. A heart once full of fear, or maybe some pokey, shall be purified with peace. Hmm. Interesting. Can I keep this? By all means, it's it's yours. Um, oh, and you I can just, have a copy or something, you know. I, I certainly will. The professor looks really conflicted for a second, and he says... I don't want you to tell me where you found this. What? I don't want you to tell anyone where you found this. But you're a Pokepologist. That's why it's very difficult for me to say that. Neither of you need to tell anyone exactly where this is that you found this. If it seemed like it was undisturbed, as much as it pains me to not rush there, I think that if anything, our recent experiences have taught me that that is not always the best thing. To interfere, to dive right in. Whatever this is, these runes on the keystone and that you found at this shrine look like they are connected somehow, at least from the same era, maybe. It doesn't seem exact or that it was by the same hand, but there's some connection here. I did touch it and nothing bad happened. Well, that's good. The professor's going to make an intelligence check. Okay. I think that that's, this is a fair thing to make him do at this point. In our studies, obviously, we have come across things that dwell in the dark, like the Spiritomb. This seems like it is something of the light. I don't know what this is about undoing the lock or uh, the door, what, whatever it was that it said, but if something is sealing away darkness, this seems like it's doing the opposite. If from but what you told us last night, if there are people who have used that for evil... I would like to lessen any chance of them finding the opposite and using it for their purposes as well, or destroying it. But don't you want to find out if it can help undo what they're doing? Like, what if this would reverse some of the stuff that's happened to Fanta? That could very well be it, and I I don't have that answer. I will look to my books, I will look to my studies. Now that we have a through line, a thread, maybe I can piece something together, maybe we can figure something out, but I think that for right now at least, it is best if I don't have the details of where this is and that if you go, the two of you go alone and don't show anyone else, at least no one that you cannot trust implicitly. Alright. Hey, Luca. What's up? I whisper something in his ear. He hands me a card. I write down the numbers. Professor, if you ever need me, you can get me in contact via Luca's cool thing. And I slide the card over. My, my pokey gear, it's my... I don't have one yet. 
So I can't give you my number. So those are his digs. Digs. If you need me, you get me through him, okay? I have people. That's how you get me, okay? If you change your mind. Because, like, what if you do your research and you're like, Oh, Eureka, this is how I solve everything. Pokepologist, let's go. And then you don't know where to go. Who are you going to call? Call Pearl. This is very helpful. I didn't realize that you could call people on Pokegear now. Me That's either. certainly new, I guess. Um, I still got to get upgraded. Well, I guess there's a lot of new things that we've got to figure out, huh? Yeah, maybe you should come to the big city with us. Just, like, really wham-bam your face into the new world. Have a lot of adjustment all at once. Have a cup of coffee and then go home. We're going to go to Bolette. Uh, to Bolette City? Yeah. Well, that's at least where our power's connected. We could get the water running again, get the lights turned back on. The grocery shop. Get Ugh. some cleaning supplies. Figure out what's going on with our bank account. Oh, wow. We've been gone for ten years. Oh, boy. Um, wow. Um, there's a lot that we're going to have to do. Yeah, maybe you should just come with us for a couple days. I think that's a good idea. Mason, what do you think? Hit the big city like a cool teen? Luca will show us the way. I mean, I'm already cool. I know how to do it, but. Well, we know how to get to Bolette City, but yeah, I mean, if that's what dad thinks we need to do is, is go there and we can get our affairs sorted, then yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, sure. But you've never uh, it's been not to like the I have city. anything else to do. Yeah, you've never been to the city as like a cool teen. So that's cool, right? Yeah, I've, I've been there before. It was just, you know. Yeah, but not as a teen. Mason, come on. Well, I'm I'm 16. I've I've been a teen for Oh, you're not embracing your new age. Got it. Well, I mean, I was 16 when we left. So Ooh, I guess I'm you're 26. <laughs> Sorry, Mason. Welcome to your 20s. But but I You can be a guardian. But we didn't age. Did you? I don't you think don't we did. You don't know who Jack Fafron is. No, and I don't know who the fu- Disregard that. The fungus fighters were definitely still around 10 <laughs> years ago. You don't know who Jack Fafron is. I don't. Who is Jack Fafron? See, this is what I'm saying. Also, you owe me 300 pokies. So I you do. should earn some money in town, Mason. But if you're not embracing your new age, I accept that. I accept it. Just let me know so I don't introduce my cool 26-year-old friend and they're like, hey, I'm 16, back off, okay? I don't want to look like a fool, do you? No? Great. Also. <clears throat> yes? I slide on up to him. If you want to know where the rune is, just let me know, she says through her teeth. We'll see. Keep it on the down low. I'll... Def I'll defer to Dad's judgment I for now. All right, that's what I knew would happen, Mason. And she unslides. You don't so even hear the shuffle of feet. It's just like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> across the table. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, mask. Let's hit it! On the road again. Well, there is the question of how we do that. We walk? We, I forgot they can't walk, Luke. No. Well, we can we can walk, but do you mind if we go through things here a little bit more first before before we go? I I feel like we need to get our bearings and see what's been here. I I don't know if anything has been looted over the past ten years. There's a condemned sign on our front door. Everything is dilapidated, 
There's apparently a leak in the library. Apparently there was a fire in the library. Oh, wow! A very small fire, but apparently... Wow! That's terrible! Sure, we can dust off the old place and then get ready to go. So you all go with them and, and check things out around the house. I think Pearl does a minimal amount of chore work while snacking and messing off. Like, she'll say, like, oh, yeah, I'll clean these windows. And takes her, like, two seconds and she does two panes and then just gets distracted. Yeah, I think that it's not a ton of, like, actual super duper try to spruce the place up like chore work but it's just sort of like doing a, a thorough once over of the house and being like okay what is here is stuff missing besides what we know is missing from seeing the security footage knowing that pieces of the fossils and that information those files are gone but besides that just doing sort of a straight once over of the house and i think that over the course of you know the next couple of hours going through this main part of the house, going the rooms that you were already in, you're able to explain, oh yeah, we broke that chandelier because we were fighting a haunter and things like that. Luca or you explains those things. Let's be real. Yeah, I think you... Pearl tries wow, to keep it like, what? furniture! Your hardware's really kept up. These hardwood floors, they're great! But what? as you... As you go around, I think Luca does fess up of like, oh, oh yeah, we, we broke that, sorry. Oh, the... Yeah, the and then, and then, suits of armor, we knocked those over. Sorry, we also set you free from a parallel dimension. Moving on, next room! I think the professor's not super stressed no, about those things, yeah. considering that you did, you know, pull him and Mason out of a, a terrible alternate dimension. Yeah, and like, Pearl again attempts, like, while these things are being taken scotch, she's like, huh, wow, window's clean, next. And she just is, like, smudging it off of her shirt. And I think that as you all are doing this, uh, you're sort of away from the professor and Mason for a minute. I think that he doesn't have a ton of questions about Mikey the Ghastly, having seen snippets of his escapades throughout time. Also, as you were going through, it seems like whoever was lured in by Ghastly and Haunter over the last however many years wasn't actually harmed harmed in any way. It looks like mostly they lured people in, did some pranks to them, and then put him to sleep and then set him back outside with just the memories of being tormented, but didn't actually, like, do physical, actual harm to them. More I look of at just Gasly. super intense pranks. I look at Gasly and go, that's pretty messed up, dude. Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is funny, though. I get it. I totally get it. Man, I should tell you some stories of what I did to the olds. His face Don't get me started on prune up. juice, man. Prune juice will change your life. Anti-digestive system. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then it goes back to like trying to spook Luca. But as you all are doing everything, I think that you get the vibe from Ghastly as he's hanging out with both of you that he has become attached to both of you. Aww. To Thanks, the man. To the squad. You have that vibe, and he's just sort of floating along behind you, mostly just messing with Luca and keeping him from being as productive as he could be. I show Ghastly how, I show Mikey the Ghastly how um, a spitwad gun works with a straw. We hit Mason. Ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's good, it's good. You see a look in his eyes of, man, one day when I have hands. Yes! As you all conclude your inspection of the main part of the house, you all then make your way out to the garage out back, which you had no idea was there before. You never even 
didn't saw even get close. anything about it. Didn't didn't think about it. Nothing like that. There was no chance to before everything else happened. Sure. But the four of you, along with all of the Pokemon trailing behind, make your way out to the garage, and the door opens up, and there are cobwebs. You can see a couple very small, sort of spider-like Pokemon crawl away. Cobwebs everywhere. It is very dusty out here, like super dusty. But you can see that there is the shape of a car, as well as like some bikes on bike racks. Uh, You see what looks like a glorified dirt bike with a sidecar. Looks like we got some wheels! And you just hear heavy metal rock of the fungus spiders, and Pearl's hair spikes up. Let's get these hot rods out in the wild! And Pearl wants to like immediately just start tearing at them. (laughs) You start trying to actually like uncover and yeah, get them undusted. I think that this is what happens because it certainly seems like this is the best way to get away from here, get into town rather than taking like a full day to just walk there. Um, Oh, man, I'm going to get a red scarf. We'll put the top down. My hair will fly through the wind. Oh, I brought my gloves and I put out I pull out a little pair of driver gloves. They are too big for you because they are from the lost and found. Yes, perfect. She makes it work. You do. They're a little floppy. I will ask you, would you rather make a tinkering check with advantage or would you rather just have the professor do it? Oh, professor. It's his stuff. Because he's going to attempt to get the car running because, you know, it's been just sitting there for a very, very long time. Oh, I've got a plan if he doesn't. Okay. It takes the better part of the late morning into the afternoon a little bit, but... Eventually, he is able to get the car running after a lot can I, of can I add grease and sweat can I and add everything something? else. Absolutely. I think Pearl is so into this. She, like, wants to learn it all. Okay. And helps. And then she just looks at him and goes, wait, Professor. Oh, Coco. Pikachu. Hey, Coconut. Peter. Put your hand right here, and it's on the battery. Is it on the battery of the car or of like the dirt bike thing. Oh, there's a dirt bike thing with a buggy person? Yeah, like a glorified dirt bike with a sidecar, essentially. I'm so psyched. Dirt bike thing, because that's the one that I want. Selfish, but it's a solo game. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. And are you just trying to like jumpstart it, essentially? Yeah, 1,000%. All right, go ahead and make a tinkering check. With advantage, yes! because you are doing this alongside the professor as he's working on stuff and, and figuring things out. So I need he to knows add- He knows how to do these things, how to fix it the regular way. So I think that if you're trying to jumpstart the dirt bike, he can tell you like, okay, if you're going to try that here, put the little paws like here and here and go try that. Okay. Um, What is tinkering? That'll be intelligence. 15. 15? The thundershock from Coconut the Pikachu courses through this bike as you turn the key in the ignition and it gives a... <gasps> and it sputters back to life after laying dormant for yes! 10 years. The beauty! You did it, Coco! Pikachu! He says super self-satisfied. She revs it. Now we're cream pie! Get it? Like coconut cream pie? I feel like that one might have been a bit of a stretch. Oh, Luca. It's because you don't eat enough sugar. 
I do try to limit my sugar intake, yes. No, it was, it was a bit of a stretch. Rift! The car and the bike now are functional. Yeah! Professor Nichols says- Oh, 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 we claimed the bike! We claimed- Shotgun! Shotgun, I get the bike! I get- Mine! All the other oxen free! I claim it! Hey, 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 hey! Over here, over here, over here! Everybody just slow turns to you. Can we get the bike? For the services that you have rendered, sh sure. You go for it. You can have it. Now I got a bunch of gas! He actually rummages around in a drawer nearby and pulls out a capsule looking thing. Kind of similar coloration of like a Pokeball and he says, So this actually, um, well it functions as sort of similar to a, a Pokeball for items. You've seen things like this a little bit before. Basically, it's a way that you can put your bike in your bag inventory and not have to deal with it. Because why would I keep that mechanic from the games from being a thing? I don't feel like making you constantly have to worry about your bike. This is amazing, and I'm so psyched. You've out just of my got mind. a capsule for the bike. Because, look, in the games, where's your bike go? It's in your bag, and how <laughs> does that work? Can you explain to me how having the bike in your bag works? Because, um... I get that it's collapsible or whatever, but where does the where does the bike go? I don't know, but now I know. I have answered the question, and you're all welcome. And now you don't have to worry about it ever again. I don't have to deal with the continuity of hey, uh, where's the bike? Because that's not really something that I feel like doing. <laughs> Pearl goes, thank you so much, and just the biggest eyes, biggest smile, and then she whips out a can of red paint with there, a paintbrush. A can of actual paint paint or like spray paint? Actual paint paint. Make an investigation check. 16. 16, there's paint in the garage. Yes! Okay, I get a little paintbrush, and I write the SS Speedmeister. Done. And like a little like red underline, and then like little fire flames. You do. Do you put this on the bike the or on the sidecar? The, the sidecar says the SS Speedmeister. Done. All right. I'm going to ask a real question. Okay. And it's okay. if the, but I'm, I'm at peace. Uh-huh. What is the legal age for someone to be driving a dirt bike around? Legally? I don't think that there are any laws that would prevent Pearl from driving the dirt bike. The, what is it? Is there a better word for it than a dirt bike? I, I, I'm i trying to figure Hog, out if- Hog, babe, motorcycle, <laughs> the chopper. The chopper. <laughs> I was like, cause it's not like a moped, it's a but it's chopper. still got like the bike quality to it. But it's not like a full on, this is the for adults SS motorcycle. Speedmeister. <laughs> you can just call it the bike. The I bike. I know that in Pearl's world, it's a chopper. From here on out, I'm going to refer to it as the bike right. or the SS Speedmeister. Yes. But Pearl's got her gloves on. She whips out a leather jacket and one of the cool buggy hat with goggles. Sure. She locks in, puts on a red scarf. Wait, is she getting on the driver's seat or doing or getting in the buggy? She gets in the buggy. Okay, it's up to and you. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. She gets in the buggy and looks to Luca. You ready, chauffeur? Ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting. I mean, I only assume. You know, it's probably for the best that I am I the- I can drive! No, you know what? I can drive, I'm a great driver. No, I think- Hold on, hold on. No, you try the buggy seat. I'll, and I, I'll, I, 
I sit on the, the right. How does that feel, Luca? It's a little cramped. Yeah. But this feels right now. <laughs> I rev it. <laughs> Professor, you ready? Mason? Everybody pack a snack! Yes, I, uh, I think we're ready to head out to Bolette if, if you all are ready as well. Okay, and I open up Seely and I put Seely in the front seat with Luca. Double bug. Seely needs some air, Luca. Okay, now it's really cramped. Ah, oh, fine. I knew you were going to complain like this. Switch. <laughs> so he's going to yeah, drive. Yeah, he is going to drive. <laughs> because I don't want to have to roll and then make like seven accidents happen on the way there. Because that's 1,000% what would happen. Because she wouldn't want to do tricks. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Seely, you ready? Or, or. Here's your buggy hat. Put a little helmet on, Seely. Everyone has helmets on the bike. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's got helmets. We are not finding that. They're just really cool leather helmets. Yeah. You can keep the capsule for it. That's That That can yeah. be in your inventory, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's my bike. I just let Luca drive it. Obviously. And Pearl says that in character. Luca, you know this is my bike, right? This is my hog. My chopper. Pride and joy. I take it out on the nice long days. Just let the wind go through my hair. Might even bring this thing to a show. It is. Open it up, let the public see it. All you. Okay, thanks, Luca. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for the privilege of driving this bad boy. Hey, Luca. What's up? You're like one of my best friends. You're mine too. Let's ride! And you all whip out of the driveway and then stop immediately outside of the driveway to wait for the car to come through. Oh, wait. Because I the car's going to drive too. on the street and. The, the bike isn't necessarily street legal, like where the cars and stuff are, but it can go on the pads and stuff, so okay. it's fine. And then I check the mail really quick. Whoa! Y'all got a lot of mail. Bills, 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 junk, junk. Ooh, good coupon. Bills, bills. Oh, what's that? Oh, bills. Check bill. the date. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You all. Tailspin. I, I, we don't tailspin, but I just imagine Pearl yelling, Luca, Luca, do tailspin! And he just revs it enough. I'm like, we did it! So after all of the mail is grabbed from the mailbox mm -hmm. to be sorted through on the drive or at a later time, whatever. We try a tailspin. I think that you try to convince Luca to. Luca, and he's do a like, tailspin. Try it. What? Just try it. You'll love it. I'm going to try to not wreck the thing that we just got. <sighs> just try it one time. And he revs it. Tailspin! I think if I yell it, it kind of has the same effect. He does a very careful donut. That's perfect. And you all continue along Route 1 at a much faster pace now than you were going by foot. Any Pokemon, Pearl tries to scan while moving, and I feel like they fail. Yes, 100%. Oh, I almost got that one. It's like if you're playing, like Pokemon, you're playing Pokemon Go, Go yeah. in the car, like in the passenger seat while somebody else is driving, yes. and, and you're constantly like, slow down, I'm trying. He's like, I'm trying to keep up with them in the car. I almost got that one. It's just another Wurmple. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. 
For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content like the Dawson's Creek Goblin ASMR video we just put up a few days ago, and patron rewards like the sweet buttons that just came in that I'll be sending out later this week. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram at The Quest Company and on Twitter at Questco Jr. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Questco and Questco Jr. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. In the world of fan art, I want to give a massive thank you to at mburgundy on Instagram for sending us an incredible piece featuring Pearl and the Cuddle Bunch. It is crazy adorable, and Sarah and I freaked out when we saw it. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art people have sent us. If you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. This week, we want to highlight the amazing Wildlife Podcast, an educational podcast with a mission to inspire a greater awareness of global wildlife species and the importance of animals in the world's ecosystems. You can hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. We actually had a lot in this one. <laughs> thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Text Me Records and Leviath for the song I Miss You. Thank you to BizBaz Studio for the song Controlled Distress. Thank you to Jeremy Blake for the song Power Up. Thank you to Turku, Nomads of the Silk Road, for the song Muhabet. Thank you to Visager for the song Village Dreaming. Thank you to Ozd for the song Boink. Thank you to World's Best Grandpa for the song Polka Center. Thank you to Fluid Volt for the song Doggy Goes Moo. Thank you to Kinsis Marrera for the song Clash of the Gods. Thank you to Glitch X City for the lo-fi remixes of the Twin Leaf Town and Jubilife City themes and the Sinnoh Rival Battle remix. A lot of diamond and pearl in this one. Thanks, Glitch X City. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the episode. Thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl on Quest Company Jr. Take a journey with amazing wildlife as we explore the many creatures found in the world around us. Each episode, the animals are the star as we highlight three species with fun and insightful facts in an audio documentary style presentation. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, as well as our website, AmazingWildlifePodcast.com. Join us for the show dedicated to the wonders of the animal kingdom, Amazing Wildlife. Y'all are driving along the road. And as you pass through Route 1, obviously, there are more people along the sides of the road that Luca carefully drives around. Uh, he's not a terror on this bike. <laughs> <laughs> His passing speed is very kind. Yes. Pearl just waves. You do. You see... And, I'll... like, says something, you know, of course. <laughs> nice hat! Oh, Keep yeah. Keep going! You got this! There are definitely other trainers that you pass What's who are like... Pokey? 
battling along the way. You pass by them. And you don't it, have a shot! <laughs> under different circumstances, they might challenge you to a battle, but since you are in the car following behind the professor and Mason, you just pass right on by without being accosted by anyone. As you were going, you can see on your right-hand side, uh, it was in the distance when you were walking before, but now it approaches much quicker. You can see further in the distance, like it's probably still going to take you a little bit to get there. Definitely more than an hour or two. You can see Bolet City. You can see the skyline, some tall buildings uh, scattered about the place. You see what looks like some sort of stadium almost. You see one very distinct building that looks almost like a needle raising up into the sky with a large sort of structure around the top of it. And it seems like it is a large bustling city, definitely bigger than Portobello Port. Wow, Sealy. This sure isn't a cruise ship anymore. Order? Let's go! Closer to you, there is the large red bridge that I mentioned before, as you all were making your way to what ended up being the professor's house after the battle with Mikey and everything. But you get closer and actually pass by this red bridge that seems to go across the thinnest part of the bay, and it doesn't go toward the city. It seems to go like if Bolette is directly ahead of you almost, like the road curves around a little bit, but it's still pretty directly to the east on the road and you're going that way. This bridge cuts across directly south of the bay, again on the thinnest part, and it goes to, you can see what looks like a small town on the other side, but that's just a different way, a cut across for the bay for, you know, if someone's down there and whatever that town is, it's a quicker way for them to get across than having to go all the way around. But you see that on the way. Cool. As you all continue further, again, just following the car, I think that if the battery ever starts getting low or if the car or the bike ever need a boost along the way, there's one or two times where you're just able to put coconut on there and give it a little zap and Perfect. you just keep on going still. Perfect. But eventually, as the hours go by and the afternoon goes into the evening and the sun is beginning to set behind you, you are on the outskirts of Bolette City. Oh, Luca, this is so exciting! Yeah. You see it? Look at that big thing. Wow. Have you ever been here before? Uh, yeah, uh, I have, actually. This isn't where you live, live, right? Yeah, this is technically where my mom and Wallace live, yeah. Oh, so is there, like, anything we need to avoid? Or, like, don't say their name three times type thing? Or maybe you need some underwear. Maybe we should stop at your house. I think that we should not stop at my house. And I'm gonna do my best to just kind of keep a low profile while we're here. Gotcha. I'd rather avoid making my presence too known if I if I can help it. Sure. And we can always buy new underwear elsewhere. You're worth it. You're worth a fresh pair every day, Luca. I, I do have a fresh pair every day. I don't day. know. I think this movie has got you for everyone. I, I have and plenty of... And I messed up his hair. <laughs> See? Now that's a low profile. It's low because your hair is low. I like swoop it down in front of your face. You look really moody. Ghastly phases out of, like, inside of the cart and just goes, <laughs> phases back in there. <laughs> Poor Luca. But I hear you, Luca. Yeah, but I don't want to keep us from doing anything or keep you from doing anything. You know, I just, I could just put my hood up and I'll be fine. Like, I just won't make a big fuss. Sounds good. Yeah. Also, I assume you're saying all of these things uh, rather loudly because you are on the bike that sure. is going and there's wind whipping Definitely. around and stuff. But I'm not going to make us yell <laughs> for realism. But you all go and 
as the evening is settling in a little bit, the professor pulls in and parks the car near a Pokemon Center. There are parking lots and things. I'm, I'm now realizing the implications of having cars and things in this world, it's but here totally we are. It's totally fine. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense, huh? It's like, hmm, yeah, this is not actually something that you ever really need to worry about when you're just playing the games. Funny. But I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is a thing that exists, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a parking spot. It's fine. It, it's mostly mass transit within How cities. I will say work? that. Cool. I will say that. We've okay. figured that out. We've gotten right. that much right I don't in even this park. We hop out, and I zoom it into the ball then. You're in a little bike spot. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm putting this in the lore right now. All these cities in Kanoko... The big cities have figured out mass transit and it works in them. It's just when you need to go from city to city are really the people who actually have cars. A little bitter there, Nashvilleian. I can hear yep. it just a hint. You can hear my Nashville bitterness. I can bitterness. hear a little Nashville bitterness there. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're there. So you all get to the Pokemon Center and... Wow, this place is amazing. Look at the doors. They open on a map. Whoa. Whoa. This one just spins. There are three door options here. There's a rotating door. Woo! This one just opens. Ah, the force. And this one's just like a door. <laughs> this place is amazing. Luca, look. It's good doors. It's good doors. There's After you. And I hold the door open for Professor Mason and Luca. Yeah, you all go. And uh, nobody really has to get there like... Pokemon healed or anything. Everybody healed up over the course of the long rest. Also, who did you bond with over the long rest? I bonded with Fanta. All right. So that Working removes- Working on that shadow. Uh, yeah. Another half of a shadow meter. So mm -hmm. then plus having Fanta in the party yesterday. So that's six tenths of a bar total. So making really good progress toward the next one already. Yay. But you did that. We get a visitor guide map. Yeah. I think they've got some like tourist guide type things. And then we go out the other door. I think that the professor goes in and uh, sort of inquires with the nurse who's at the counter about- Make sure he knows what year it is and that we're not pranking him. Right. You got punked. Got punked. <laughs> but he goes and kind of double checks about like the bank and uh, what he needs to do. To prove that he's alive still. Yeah, you know, that he's still a person <laughs> and all of those things. Those things that he's going to figure those out. real life adult things that we not in the, go into too yeah. in depth. All these things that he's going to do that are very important to him personally, but I'm not going <laughs> to explain how they happen here on our children's podcast. Getting here on our thing that young people listen to. <laughs> but just know that he's going to work on getting all his stuff sorted out. And he's going to be out. a real adult. That's right. He's going to adult super hard. And uh, it's all going to get resolved off camera, and it's going to be great. But you all pick up a visitor guide, and you're hey, flipping through it and stuff. Let's go. Yeah, we'll go, uh, go where? Do, I don't do... know. Just, like, come hang out with us. Let's get some ice cream. Yeah, uh, okay. Um... Gotta get the cream, prof. See you later, Nichols. Uh, don't turn uh... into a dime. <laughs> okay, Mason, check with your dad if you can go get some ice cream. Okay, yeah, and... He asks his dad, and the professor hesitates for a second, and then he says, Yeah, okay, you do whatever you need to do. I'm going to work on getting some of our things sorted out. And Mason actually looks to you, and he says, Well, um, actually, I know that you said I owed you money. I still don't really understand that, but you, you talked about battling somebody earlier. I was wondering if, if you would maybe want to battle? You want to battle? It's been a while, I guess, but... um, Let's do it. Yeah, I kind of... I've... I think that, yeah, it, it might be good. It's, it's you know, been 10 years at least for Yamask, so we might as well. Let's go! 
Okay, let's find a spot. You go around to the backside of the Pokemon Center, and there's like a little arena set up there because people do this. And so you all go and go to opposite sides of the field, and Lucas says, oh, I, I guess I'll ref. And each of you goes to opposite sides, and he says, uh, Well, um, when we were in the car, Dad gave me a little bit of spending money, so if I don't manage to beat you, I got you still. Oh, man, Luca, I don't want to take this kid's cash anymore. He's, like, pathetic. You yell across the middle of the field because yeah. Luca's way over <laughs> there between the two I mean, of you. look at him! His pockets are turned inside out! Well, you've only got to worry about me looking pathetic if I lose. Oh, it's on. Pearl's brow furrows. Luca just shakes his head for a second and says, All right, well, this is a one-on-one -on -one match between Pearl and Mason. First with the Pokemon the faint loses, right? You've only got the one. Yeah, yeah, I've only got one. Okay, so one-on-one. -on -one. Let's be cool. Yeah? Great. And... Yeah, you're gonna lose! Go! Roll initiative! All right, so with initiative rolled, you send out Fonta the Torchic, and Mason sends out Yamask. Yamask will go first with a 19 initiative. Ooh, rusty but ready. As Yamask rushes out of his Pokeball, Mason says, Okay, Yamask, astonish! He's going to hit with a 17. Yep, 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 that does hit. And do six points of ghost damage. Oh, no. Since it was not a natural attack roll of 15 or more, Fanta will not flinch, but will take that damage. Okay. Your turn. All right, Fanta. Let's show them what we're made of. Use Ember. Roll to hit. 18. 18 hits. 10 points of damage. 10 points. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 10 points is a hefty hit. Sorry, Almask. You know we're a big fan, right? There's a Poke Center right behind us. As if to say, nah, fam, we cool. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Thank you, Yamask. That brings us back to Yamask's turn. And Mason says, okay, uh, Yamask, uh, do a nightshade now. That's a natural 16, so that's going to hit. Okay, we're ready. We're sturdy-ish. Okay, that's going to be another eight points of damage from nightshade. Woof! Wow, things really amped up. Well, you saw how hard Yamask could hit in the fight I, with Spiritomb. Yeah, Yamask is no joke. That ends Yamask's turn. It is now Fanta's turn again. Okay. We shall do Ember. Ember? Yeah. Okay. Roll the hit. Not 20! Oh, dang! Sorry, ya. Uh. Oh, boy. Roll that damage. Okay. Okay. So I rolled a three. So six plus four, 10 plus Ace Trainer, 11. 11 points of damage. Mm -hmm. All right. Both Fanta and Yamask are not looking super good right now. Yamask is fairly hardy, but those are two fairly big hits in a row. That brings us back to Yamask's turn. Please don't hit me, Yamask. Please don't hit Vanta. <laughs> Roll low, I beg of you. He is going to try for another Astonish attack as Mason says, All right, you're close. You've almost got it. Go for another Astonish. That is a three. Oh. Oh. Pearl just makes a little like tee hee. <laughs> tee hee face. Oh, don't get too cocky. I won't. Never. Me? Pearl? What? Cocky? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So that attack misses. What are you going to do? Let's start a fire. Ember. Oh, that reminds me. It is burned because you got a nat 20. So at Could the beginning of damage. its turn, it took three points of fire damage. <sighs> and you're using an ember now? I just rolled a 19. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. What the heck? Okay. Roll your damage. Okay. That is an eight. Eight, total mm -hmm. of eight points of damage. Mm -hmm. 
Oh boy, Yamask is looking rough. I gotta be honest, guys. I don't think I'm gonna win this, but we sure did like an honest fight. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, uh, this is very interesting. So that is Torchic's turn. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of Yamask's turn, it is going to take three points of fire damage and is just barely hanging on right now. Oh my Same gosh. Same ya! But I wouldn't let you know that! Mason says, come on, Yamask, hang on, hang on! Use Nightshade again! That is 12. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! That is nine points of damage. <gasps> What? As Yamask has pulled up these shadows from the ground and is flinging them at Torchic, this last one hits directly and Torchic falls to the ground. <gasps> Torchic? KO'd. <gasps> Pearl does that. Just wide mouth, wide eyed. Shakes. Just like shakes her head in utter shock. Are, are you okay? Like, and Mason and Yamask both come running over and is like- You Medic! As Fanta gets pulled into the ball, and Luca and Mason are like, it's it's okay, it's okay. We're right next to a Pokemon Center. We're, we were just sparring. It's okay. We're all right. You cool? Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Pearl's already gone to the Poke Center. <laughs> Rush inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nurse and her Audino, like, take the Pokeball nurse, and put it on nurse, there. Nurse, this has never happened before. This has never happened before? No! What? Well, oh. You, you're okay. You're okay. This happens all the time. Are this happens sure? all the time. Oh, this yeah. Never, this never happens. This happens a lot. What? You mean people lose? People lose all the time. How long have you been a trainer? Huh. I guess not just like five days. Well, I guess now's as good a time as any to learn that sometimes your Pokemon get knocked out in well, battle. Look, yeah, we've, yeah, we'll, we'll take your Torchic, and okay. she goes and she puts the Torchic up. Pearl just bites her nails furiously, watching, yeah. like, little flies, you know, chips fly. <laughs> Torchic is put on the healing machine, is healed up and given back to you, and everything's okay. You, you let him out, and he's, looks good as new. He's wait, not wait, harmed. Whoa, whoa, look at Fanta. Do a little dance. Does a little flat ball change. Wow, that was amazing. And then in just like that, thanks, she runs back to Mason and Luca. Her still like, where'd she go? Guys, guys, guys! Mason's like, is, is she okay? Luca's like, yeah, no, she actually somehow has avoided any of her Pokemon. Actually fainted in the few days that I've known her. I, I don't know. Guys, 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 guys! Oh, oh hey, hey, oh, what's up? Oh. And I just show him Fanta. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Fanta's right. Fanta's invincible! Well... I mean, that was the worst 30 seconds of my life, but then I just went to the Poké Center and now, now, now Fonz is good as new. Look! Yeah, that's, that's how it works, because I mean... Oh, I didn't know that, guys. Yeah, not all your Pokémon really are going to win all the time, you know? I guess I know now. Yeah, I mean, think when we were in the woods fighting the Galvantula and the Ariados, like, Tufus fainted. It happens oh. sometimes. You but do what you, you can and like... You, you just heal... Yeah, I, I had a revive on hand, so I was able to pop him back up. But oh, that's how that worked, huh? Yeah. I guess I was distracted by the fire. Yeah, fire, you know, the big bear, all I the things that Mason were around. I imagine like, what? He's like, what do, what do these people do? <laughs> Mason, you're amazing, man. And I give him a hug. 
Yeah, you do. He's like, oh, well, thanks. Yamask, bud. And we try the handshake again. I think this time Yamask is corporeal enough that it happens. Dude, you, you want strongos. You've been lifting weights? Remember when you took down Spirit Room and you were just like, psh. Yamask holds up like a noodly arm and is just like <laughs> flexing it. Very exhausted looking, by the way. Like, he's definitely fading in and out some, but is, is hanging on and is stable. So. Yeah. Call it even? Or how about this? I buy you an ice cream cone. I think that sounds good. Cool. Let's go get some ice cream, guys. Yeah. Seely, aren't you starving? Or, or. And Coconut was not out of his Pokeball, but he, like, pops out and is like, Pikachu? Pika! And he's, like, holding on to his stomach. Oh, yeah, like, this guy's struggling. Pika! Oh, yeah. Yep, that lines up. That lines in, up. It's been the better part of a day where he hasn't <laughs> had a big old meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's time, guys. That was really fun, Mason. And I just imagine, like, on the whole way over to Ice Cream, she just talks Mason's ear off about how cool that was. Yeah, I think that you all do. And as you go, what is, what's the name of the place where you go get ice cream? The Silly Scoop. The Silly Scoop. There's Absolutely. a lot of googly eyes. So ma- too many googly eyes. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those ice cream places where they take the theme and they go way too far yes, with it. Yes, like all those cow places. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The um whatever La- laughing cow, smiling cow. Uh, there's so many cow versions. Something or other cow you. where Everybody there's like weird the like pieces of Barbies everywhere on like oh, a chandelier. Com- comfy comfy cow. Yes. Sorry if anybody works at Comfy Cow, but like I mean the ice cream's good, but wow, who decided the Barbie chandelier? Like. We made some strong and wrong choices along and the way. And it doesn't line up with ice cream. No, I don't understand it. And Or cows. No. So no. yeah, it's like that. So you go to this place with too many googly eyes, and the ice cream's good. It's not the Holly's Honey Hug good. It's not Holly's Honey Hug good. It's um, good. Pearl gives but... a rating. Okay. Let's roll d d20. Not one. Oh, you know what? I revoke my previous statement. It is legally ice cream. Guys, I swear they sneaked in some froyo in mine. Does yours taste like this? And she tastes all the guys' ice cream. All right, yours is better. Maybe I just ordered the wrong flavor. You did order the wrong flavor. What was the bad flavor that you got? <sighs> I got Superman. I was feeling powerful. Oh. Uh, I felt invincible, and I thought all the colors would represent how I felt. It was just like, uh. The cone's good. There, Superman, leave something to be desired. Okay, yeah. And she gets like two more scoops. And by something, I mean a lot. Yeah. Um, not, but- not to be indicative of every place who serves Superman flavor, but certainly this one, not not good. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. a good one. Mm-mm. Cool. You go for a more standard flavor and it's passable. Yeah. Yeah. But the palate was definitely yeah. rocked off of the first. But as you all are eating your ice cream, the evening goes on for a bit and you're hanging out. You're catching Mason up a bit on how things sort of are in the world now at least the world as you know it he asks you about different things and it's like oh well yeah well you know we have uh, our transport machines for our pokeballs and stuff to go to the pc and you know uh pokey gear can make calls now and you know these these different yeah. types of things you know little updates where it's not like taking someone who was you know from ancient times Dark and bringing ages. them into the present no. day but it's like these are the updates that we have and it's weird to have this conversation but this is where you're at As you all are having that conversation and eating your ice cream, you also start to look through the visitor's guide, the pamphlet that you got from the Pokemon Center, looking at the different attractions in the city. You see attractions for typical kind of tourist trappy type stuff. Silly, kill all this aquarium. As if to say, I know what things are in the water. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, since this is a bay city, I think it does make sense that they have an aquarium. That's totally fair. There's another museum that's uh, actually this famous glass blower who works on these crazy glass designs uh, with his uh, Charmeleon. Charhuli. Build your own glass ornament? That's cool. Yeah, there's the Charhuli Museum. Oh my gosh, I love uh, it. There's all kinds of things, but right smack dab in the middle of the pamphlet, you see the biggest ad of all for what is obviously one of the main attractions in the city. You see the ad for the Bolet City Gym. It of course contains all the relevant information you need in order to visit, the location in the city, hours of operation, etc. But the thing that really catches your eye is the image taking up most of the ad space. You see a burly, dark-skinned man with a shaved head, teeth bared and an intense look in his eyes. He wears a baggy black and white flannel shirt, unbuttoned with sleeves rolled halfway up and a t-shirt underneath, spiked bands on his wrist. On his face, you can't tell if it's makeup, a tattoo, or a birthmark, but there's a star next to his left eye. And in his hands is an Epiphone SG guitar that you can tell he is absolutely shredding. The wood is a deep cherry red and placed directly beneath the bridge, you see a glimmering badge. The large text above the head of this figure reads, Come to the Bolet City Gym and face Mortimer, the hard rockin' gym leader. Whoa. Luca, I'm gonna beat this guy. Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go podcasting network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy.